1: Take our hand and stroll down Memory Lane with us as we remember the, the
0: way, way they were. Hello, <laughs> hi, Grania. <laughs> Sorry, <that's, I'm> so <laughs> was that? Sad.
1: Hello to you too. <laughs> I was working on something. I was working on something. So my news this week is I've been off my face on medication for. Uh, root canal treatment that I'm getting this week, spoiler alert, and all the references, the only person I can think of when it comes to prescription drugs is Judy Garland. And I keep m- making Judy Garland references and, uh, and not enough people will remember poor Judy's struggle with medication. So I'm getting a lot of blank faces.
0: I'm not surprised. I mean, we do do a podcast where we describe lots of celebrities and we've had more than one person in our podcast already that has had some issues with narcotics sometimes. So you could just... If you ever need some help, just give me a ring, just give me texts. I can offer you up some names of someone who might be able to help you out out of this. I mean, for instance, I mean, her daughter is somewhere to start, maybe. She's alive still, so that may be something.
1: But I think my problem is all, a lot of my cultural references are like of somebody born in 1920, so. Well, that's okay. That's there's nothing wrong with that. You're in
0: you're in a safe space mm-hmm. here. Is there anything? I think you want to break up with making references about Judy Garland. Is there anything you're particularly happy about this week? Anything you were in love with this week? A lot has happened
1: in celeb world. Well, I'm very happy about maybe happy or confused by all the coverage of Brooklyn Beckham's wedding. Well, I agree. It's like when when did he become famous? He's not. They were trying.
0: It's not going to work. He's not a good cook. <laughs> The photography thing didn't work out. They're really trying to push Brooklyn on us. Have you seen any of his cooking stuff on the TV in America? I
1: just love the it's, way he taught them how to make a sausage. A,
0: a, was it a sausage it's an egg sandwich? It a sausage or a breast- sandwich. And he puts his finger in the yolk of the egg, and it's the grossest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. My dear friend Lizzie, if she's listening, she'll know what I'm talking about because she oh. points it out every time. It's the grossest thing. And, he's, and he just can't do it. He doesn't know what he's doing. And this wedding is. If the most famous people at your wedding and you're meant to be a celebrity, if the most famous people there are your mum's friends from the 90s, I'm sorry. It ain't happening, kid. This isn't working. I don't care. I don't care about Brooklyn and Nicole. Actually, I care more about Nicole Pelts than I do about Brooklyn Beckham, put it that way. So she's just a socialite. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, essentially. Because mm. She comes from... Money the likes of which the Beckhams just can't even fathom. Like, she comes from money, 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 money. Like, when the whole thing about their... um, What's it called when you have to sign the thing before you get married so you don't steal anyone's money? Yeah, prenup, Jesus. When it comes to the prenup, everyone presumed that was for Brooklyn. No, 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 no. That was for Nicole, okay? They don't give a shit about Brooklyn's money. This is all about Nicole Peltz's lawyer's family going, right, we need to actually save our billions and billions of dollars here. So... So yeah, it was a yeah it's, it's it was a particularly interesting celebrity wedding. But then we also had the Benifer engagement two point oh news. Lest incredible, we forget.
1: Incredible. Beautiful. The ring is really nice. Lovely. It's a green ring. Not my, not my style of ring, I'll be honest. But I like the stone colour.
0: I like the green. I'm a big fan yeah. of green. My mom's engagement ring was emerald. I like a green one. The oh. shape, not my favourite. It's basically the same as her pink ring, the original one he gave her, but in green. But she
1: likes, um, she likes her rocks big. She does. And then the other big news, which I'm just remembering, because yesterday, I I think
0: I was. I thought of you when I read this. I know what you're going to say. And I thought Granya is going to be so excited. Is it the news of Britney? It's the news of Britney being knocked up. I thought I was like, is somewhere being very, very happy.
1: I was genuine. I was having a bit of a bleak week. And then bloody Britney, she did it again. She did did it. it again. It's all she's wanted. I'm so happy for her. I'm,
0: so glad such good <laughs> I'm glad that you're happy for her. I'm glad that you're happy for her. I'm not I I unhappy. It. I'm just more kind of like, ooh, that that was more the <laughs> that was more the noise I made when I read the news. Just, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll see. Let's find
1: out what happens here.
0: <laughs> but, oh. but um, between her and Rihanna, it's a very fun year for 2022. It's a very exciting year for celebrity babies. So, do
1: you know we deserved it
0: and we need it? We need it and we got it. So we need it and we got it. Great stuff. Well, next time we hear from you, I hope that you're. Uh, route canal went well i'm sure all our listeners are sending
1: you best wishes for the old route it'll be fine oh well you know what will cheer me up the next episode we are joined by not only is she incredibly funny and beautiful and wonderful she's also a very good friend i'm so excited we've got pippa evans the The way
2: way they were. were Hi Pippa, thank you so much for doing our podcast um, I'm genuinely excited to do it <laughs> I've spent far too much time thinking about this <laughs> That's
1: what we want to hear Pippa, I'm dying to hear who this couple is And um, before we dive into your couple, and dive we will We're a romantic
2: podcast, do you consider yourself a romantic person? I think I, think I am actually, I think, I'm, I think I'm a bit soppy <laughs> I really love my husband loads, Aww. and um, and I won't even join. You know when people do like bond by slagging off their partner because that's how we make friends. I really can't do it. I, I just have to sit there and be like, actually, he's just really nice.
0: Oh,
2: so, that's I'm, cute. Yeah, very, I'm very soppy, and um, and just I just think love's the best thing in the world.
0: <laughs> oh my god, are you? Are you? What are you on? Where can I get some? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm on Jacob's cream crackers. Um yeah, I just think I think love is amazing. When you find someone that you love, like it just it just cures all, right? It's a cure all. It's like the cowpole for grown-ups. It is.
1: What I will say is, Chantal, I don't know if you've had the pleasure, and I do mean the pleasure, but I have met Mr. Pithba Evans, or as I refer him respectfully as Mr. Buds.
2: Yeah. He's called I, Mr. I've not Bunce. Had pleasure,
1: <laughs> And he is. A king amongst men.
2: He, he is lovely everyone calls him Mr Bunce no one in fact people often come up to me and go what's his first I don't actually know what his first name
0: is okay let's, let's just cut to the chase why are we calling this guy Mr Bunce explain this to me
2: because it's because see he a children's villain in a book or something <laughs> what's going on it's because his last name is Bunce and just, oh, that was a boring answer I kind of thought i had some crazy story it's just his last name alright then moving on no I,
1: I think this is okay here, here's what I think this is a Mr. Bunce, is Pippa's husband has a real, like, grown-up energy in the room. You know, he's, he, was, he was, like, born a silver fox. And especially, I think, because I've known you quite a while, Pippa, like, everybody else would go out, like, little boys. I feel like he was always a man, and he always had a lot of dignity. And when, he's, when he came to see your Edinburgh show, you really felt like, you know, somebody of substance was in the room. And it felt, like, insulting to refer to him by his Christian name. He was... He was Mr. Bunce.
2: He has something very like period drama about him. <laughs> he <laughs> he could only be called Mr. Bunce. Um, and it uh, always makes me laugh. There's a bit in um... Uh, is it Pride and Prejudice? Well, you know, where they call their husband, they'd be like, Mr. Yeah. Barnaby. <laughs> so I often do that to him if I'm cross. Mr. Bunce, what do you say to me, sir? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like calling him by surname, he just would be too intimate and too informal. Mm.
2: No, I agree. That's why I would never use it. <laughs> <laughs> so your couple is incredible. Genuinely <laughs>
1: so excited. But first of all, uh, we need to establish Chantelle doesn't know yet who your couple is. So we'd like to provide her with a few clues to see if she can guess who the dream couple are. So Pippa's couple met and fell in love in the dreamy, balmy summer of 1980. 87. Okay. It was the year the very first Simpson episode or the, it wasn't an episode it was it was the year the very the, it, it was the year we first <coughs> met the Simpsons. <laughs> All right. On the on, on the Tracey Ullman show. On the Tracy Ullman I show, watched, I remember watching that. Go on. Terry Waite is kidnapped and three men and a little baby is riding high in the box office. Okay. But that wasn't the only thing magical about that year. Because it was a year this dream couple met, there was much ado about these two when they found Lovey actually oh i
0: know who they said i I knew they were british because you were all way too excited about this for them to be from (laughs) my people oh my god the best of the best of the best it's um it's uh kenneth brenner and um brenner and she won the oscar as well for emma she's in love actually cut all this out please what the fuck is her (laughs) name oh this is so irritating chantal T. Wait, it is definitely her, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) it is. Do you want to put her out of her misery? Oh my God, what the hell is this woman's name? It's It's Kenneth Branagh
2: and Emma Thompson.
0: Emma Thompson, Jesus. Oh, I thought you meant T for her first name.
2: Uh,
0: Emma, you, you, you were going last name like Mr. Bunce that got you in the mode of last names. Emma Thompson, of course, Yes. Of course. Classic, classic couple. I knew there were going to be some English. I was like, it's either those two or like Hugh Grant and Liz Hurley. It's like oh. some like Queen English
1: ones here. This is very exciting, guys. Get involved. Let's go. So, Pippa, first of all, if we have fools listening to this podcast who don't know who Emma Thompson and Kenneth Branagh were and what they meant to the British nation, how would you
2: describe them? Oh well, Queen and King of the world of the Lovies, and at the time uh, they were essentially just like this beautiful, sweet couple with their dramery ways. They did they did much ado about nothing, and to get teenagers to watch a VHS of a Shakespeare film is is no mean feat. So to be able to do that uh, as a couple was something spectacular, uh, and I'll always remember that that little scene at the end between Benedict. Ben Benedict and Beatrice which is Emma and, and Kenneth and you're watching it going it's like because they're in love really that's why they're able to be in love uh, as these characters and so they, they were the, the king and queen of British film world, the king and queen of British theatre world and, and they just seemed very nice didn't they and very sweet and they looked really good together but then it all fell apart you?
1: Then tragedy struck
2: Tragedy struck And
1: why, when we asked you on this podcast, why was this the first couple, do you think, that popped
2: into your head? Um, I'll tell you why. Because I didn't really know they were a couple until I saw in a magazine a picture of Helena Bonham Carter with (sighs) Kenneth Branagh with his arms around her under a tree. Uh, And it was one of those sort of... That's a sign oh, of what's at, to come. Look at these guys. They shouldn't be kissing. <laughs> Those kind of magazines. And I was like, what is this? It was the first time I'd witnessed celebrity heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and I was horrified that anyone would do that to Emma Thompson because I thought she was just like this perfect angel lady. Also a very, uh, very funny lady. I was like, you don't hurt funny people. <laughs> Uh, so, I, so it really stuck with me because because it was so upsetting, and it and it felt like he'd he'd like shopped her in for a cooler model, you know, because um, Helena Bottom mm-hmm. Carter's is very cool, you know, no mm-hmm. no beef against her as it, as a human, she was uh, got a great jawline, really. Was it that he just wanted his children to have more angular faces? Uh, I don't know, but it was. I it mean, was...
0: he does have a type. Let's be honest; these two are these two are falling from the same tree. These not, <laughs> he didn't exactly go that far from Evan Thompson and Bottom Carter to a lot of. To, there's a lot of people in the world to which those are the same person. Well, <laughs> so they, what, they what are you
2: saying? One of them is strawberry blonde, and the other is a brunette, so completely different. Actually, I don't get me
0: wrong. I'm not one of those people, but I know there's a huge swath of the world that's like a different. What? <laughs> those are the same people. I
1: mean, they did play sisters. Yeah, they for, literally for races, sisters.
0: So <laughs> I can't recall um, out think, if that's. If that's more hurtful or less hurtful when a guy cheats
2: on you with someone who's very much like you i don't know if that that makes it better or worse emma thompson did say that she thought the reason that he was attracted to her was because they're both mad and they both have terrible fashion sense
0: (laughs) i like it it's good
2: (laughs) so you know was
0: was, was helena like fair enough yeah fair enough
2: (laughs) I think she would be, wouldn't she? She likes her her bonkers clothes.
1: Yeah. Uh, This couple, I have to say, if you are a highly strung, theatrical, little unpopular child growing up in the Irish countryside, (laughs) I don't know if you can imagine such a creature, Emma Thompson and Kenneth Branagh, oh my God. Like for me, they were like, just a dream life. They were the dream couple. You know, they seemed just so cool and so fabulous. And I just, I remember, just, I i idolized them so much. I thought they were just perfect. They were just so, like, creative. But they were famous, but they didn't seem to care about being famous. And they just effortlessly had all these
2: cool friends. But
1: they were just like, oh, I just wear old jumpers. <laughs> I thought
2: they were so cool. They were really effortless and they re- and, and um, you're right so they were kind of louche. Almost weren't they kind of oh oh we oh I've accidentally become a, a darling of the of the screen I'm so I, I didn't mean to I'd rather just sit here wrapped in a in a rug in front of a fire those kind of people um, but you're right I think she gave hope as well Emma mm-hmm. to such such types I can imagine a similar type not in uh, in Ireland but growing up in W five West London going oh she's she, her teeth aren't quite right, and she's a bit geeky. Maybe there's hope for me, too. You know? Sorry, my cat is come to join the podcast.
1: Has, right, there, mate? Everyone has opinions, even the Everybody cat. Everybody has opinions. Okay, <laughs> before we go to a deep dive, I know what we're all thinking. Sure, but what about the star signs? Well, I can say Dame Emma Thompson is born 15th of April, which makes her an Aries. Right. Sir Kenneth Branagh. 10th of December, Sagittarius. So, what do you think their compatibility percentages according to the stars?
2: Well, I would say that the moon must be rising into Saturn. Um, mm-hmm. So, probably, if we're reverse taking the second moon calendar, then <laughs> I
1: want a number. I want a number.
2: I would say seventy-eight percent. Seventy-eight percent. Okay, she's
1: going high.
0: Mm. Chantal? Well, I think ha- these two you? were very compatible, regardless of what the star signs say. They didn't break up due to incompatibility, put it no. that way. So I'm going to say, but, but also, I as I have to always say, I don't believe in this at all astrology. <laughs> so as a result, I'm going to say that they were a low percentage. I'm going to say they were not too low,
1: like 35, 35%. Well, according to the star signs, Aries, which is Emma, can be a little bit vain about their sexual abilities oh, and performance. Wow, well, if
2: you're good, you're good. <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> confident?
1: Whereas Sagittarius, Kenneth, is able to break this wall of strict sexual tension and lead to a more relaxed zone where they can relax and experiment. These two fire signs are very passionate, each in their own way, and have a... Ninety-five percent
2: compatibility. Yeah, and like, this it doesn't surprise be. me because it, it. What got in the way was a stupid slip-up, wasn't it? it? wasn't It wasn't like they fell out. It was just. He was on the set of Frankenstein. She was wearing a low-cut top. They fell in, they fell in lust, didn't they? Well, and he was well, we have
1: to get there still. Let's see. Let's see if you still hold that opinion. Oh, it. There's
2: just this one <laughs> <laughs> chink in his armour. Oh, it's getting juicy. I
1: didn't realise this
2: was like a crossover with Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. You, you think you know, but you
1: know nothing. <laughs> Um, Emma Thompson comes from quite like a comfortable, you know, upper middle class creative background. Her mother is the Scottish actress, Lydia Law. Her dad, Eric Thompson, was involved in theatre and was famously the writer, narrator of kids TV series, The Magic Roundabout. So cute. So she grew up in a very theatrical family. Her sister is also a very successful actress. She went to Cambridge. She became the first female member of Footlights and had a romantic relationship with Hugh Laurie that's I mean that would have been if if that if, oh. if can come back around
2: again to
0: get some yeah, point yeah.
2: that's even better than if if Jennifer Aniston started going out with David Schwimmer that would be pretty good but if oh. Emma Thompson started going back out with oh. Hugh Emma Laurie and Hugh oh. imagine it would be so dreamy they must be even higher they must be like 98 99% surely
0: oh. so I think if I they mean, started like see each other they'd actually start growing actual plums in their mouths like poshness would <laughs> just overtake them no. it'd be too much Hugh they'd actually imagine. become walking like, the, the word aristocracy would just (laughs) Be them in suits walking around. (laughs) Imagine how hot, like early twenties, Hugh Laurie. Before Hugh Laurie can still get it now. If you ask me, Uh, he's always hot. He's he's never been not hot. Fully agree.
1: Meanwhile, Kenneth Branagh, if you really want to know about his childhood, I recommend watching a little black and white film called Belfast in the cinemas (laughs) at the moment. Basically, he comes from a sort of a a unionist Protestant family in Belfast. His family have to leave because of the Troubles, (laughs) the Troubles, And, and then he moves to England. This is just a little insight into what young Kenneth Branagh was possibly like age 15 he had his own column in a local newspaper called junior bookshelf oh my god this guy jesus
0: how many bullies did he have did they they wait in the line to beat him up after school he had to get a number and get in queue jesus
1: junior bookshelves then he he gets into rada at like an incredibly young age i think he was like 18 really really young when he was at rada he wrote to Lord Olivier, Larry, Larry, to ask how he should play a particular role in Chekhov, he also wrote to the school principal saying he needed to play his first hamlish and could rather please do him the courtesy of putting on a production asap. Wow, he just
2: couldn't wait, could he? Because that is so confident. Was... I love that he says, "I need to play my first Hamlet." You know, because yeah, he knows it's going to be more.
0: <laughs> I have to build up to the big one of on the West End. So I've got to start this one <laughs> right to Olivier to tell him how to play a character, as if Olivier says like, "Oh, of course, I've all the time to talk to some random schoolboy <laughs> about how to play Chekhov character." Oh God, this is amazing. Do we know if and... he wrote back? Did he write back? I think he did. Oh, the he
1: privilege! Did. The privilege. And if we may, if I may be so smug, but since it's a Ken and M podcast, I feel like I should. Just this letter to Olivier about how to play a role in Chekhov very much is a Chekhov's gun in this podcast. Oh, (laughs) nice. Okay. (laughs) I will
0: keep that in mind. Okay, good. The letter.
1: The Olivier's and their legacy will come back to haunt our lovers. In 1980, so when he was just 20 he was asked to perform a soliloquy from Hamlet for Queen Elizabeth II during one of her visits to the Academy. Jesus. So he nice. was like super cool, super hot, like, oh, I, you know, one of these young, you know, guns. Now, this is a weird connect. So he, I think, I can't remember the name for the play, but he was in some play, A Month in the Country, I'm pretty sure it's that. And it was his first sort of big sort of, it, it made his name on the West End. And in it was... Rupert... Everett? Murdoch. Everett. Rupert Everett.
0: So, a month of the I country, really wish was. it was. Rupert Murdoch was in this play. He tried <laughs> yeah. his hand at acting. If only he made it, the whole world would be a That's much better That's why such an angry man. Yeah, he never got his it's, drama it's, dream, you know? Kenneth Branagh knocked him out of a out role, of and he said, screw it, <laughs> I will ruin everything. And that was the end of it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Rupert Everett was in it. Kenneth Branagh was in it. He made his name. Another up-and-coming actor <gasps> slash comedian was in it. Who? Who... We all know Hal Crittenden. No, you're joking. Was he? Hal, Hal Crittenden was in it. And he says that he remembers Kenneth Branagh and he was really lovely. Really? He wow. was really nice. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so, he's Kenneth as a young Turk storming it up on the stage. Emma Thompson, meanwhile, is also establishing her career. She's doing really well at Cambridge Footlights. They win the Perrier Award when they go up to Edinburgh. And such as the way... As UK comedy was in the late 80s, everyone's basically posh you had, and
0: white.
1: <laughs> everybody's <laughs> posh and white. And it seems to be, and I don't know if any of you've ever read like the history of like Monty Python and stuff like that. Basically, you're halfway funny and white and slightly posh. And the BBC will go, Oh hey, do you want like a six-part sketch series? Mm. And you're like, Yeah, I'm 22, why not? So she got she was like in loads of sketch stuff, she got acting in a series a miniseries called Fortunes of War in 1987. And this is where she meets Kenneth, Kenneth. Branagh. What's the age difference here then? So she's a year older than him. Oh, oh nice. Okay. All right. Carry on. Very progressive. It's very progressive. Yes. <laughs> During an interview on location, <laughs> Emma spoke of what it was like to be absolutely, totally and blindly in love. Oh, wow. But <laughs> Kenneth is a bit... And tries to deflect attention by pretending to be gay. What? Kenneth!
0: Stephen frowns around like, mate, I've already got
1: that one covered. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Don't need you. This
2: one of Olivier's (laughs) tips.
1: Then apparently it followed a tempestuous two years, which culminated in Emma leaving Ken, who had a reputation for having a bit of a roving eye. Oh, really? Oh. According, so this is all in the press. I understand. It was a deep Google dive, but according to a friend, he had a reputation for a roving eye. A friend recalls it all came to a head when Emma found some letters from another woman. She called the whole thing off and went to New York. Another friend says he had an affair. Emma went absolutely barmy. She said she never wanted to see Ken again. She went off to America, but she was secretly hoping he would follow her.
2: It was a little bit spiky to begin with. But also, the, well, these stories are always like, and so she went to New York. It's I know. Like most, most of us have to just like know, move Pippa, into a friend's like, house.
0: I, I, yeah, usually, I'm <laughs> lucky if I live somewhere with the door to slam, much less it was somewhere to actually run away to. It's just incredible. And also, so she always knew that he was, he was playing the field. I mean, to, okay, if I'm honest, the minute you said that when they first got together, she spoke of how wonderful it was to fall in love, and he, meanwhile, kind of didn't sort of talk it down, and, like, pretended to be gay or whatever. At the minute, if your guy is not, like... Screaming from the rooftops how great you are, but you are, there's a problem. If one of you's really into it, one of you's like, right. oh, I don't want that, yeah. that's immediately a red flag for me. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, 100%. Mr. You know, Pippa, I imagine that, that the
0: way you're speaking about lovely Mr. Bunt, I presume he's telling his friends how wonderful you are as well. Const- he wears a t shirt constantly. He just says, my wife's you, the best. It's the only one that you wash, so he has to wear that one every <laughs> single day. <laughs>
2: but, but, yeah, yes, so, right. And all the
0: signs are there. All the signs all are the signs there. there. All the signs are there. All I'm saying is, if I was M, I'd be calling up a Laurie saying yo what's up are you still available yeah. that's what I've been doing she still
2: play the like jazz was... piano
1: yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but do you think and I'd be interested to hear Pippi your thoughts on this do you think it's like so Emma Thompson she so her dad dies when she's like in her early 20s so mm. she's very driven very career oriented. she's doing really really well Kenneth Branagh also incredibly driven incredibly focused so they're kind of find themselves in this to, do you think they kind of love the drama well, you know especially early 20s exactly yeah. yeah
2: that's i mean that's where we're at isn't it We've, we we mm. I mean, we can we can talk about how great mr bunce is but i, I did all the drama <laughs> stuff before i met mr bunce because that was that was what you did i had so so many relationships where you know you break up and then you get back together and you break mm. up and you get back together and you just enjoy enjoy that uh, sort of sexy it's called, it's called like isn't it called like the victim pers- pursuer triangle or something isn't it that you were like you're awful to me and then you have sex and you make up and it's great and then and then you just keep going around this cycle so i imagine they they were probably just doing that weren't they but it just was on a much bigger scale than something that we're used to because they could fly to new york and he'd have to chase her uh, across the atlantic which is again even more dramatic and sexy isn't it
1: so she runs yeah. off to New York. She's gone to New York. He follows her to New York because, of course, they to can do sort that. Win her back. <laughs> One of his friends says about Emma's relationship with Ken. I think she keeps quite a tight rein on him. Well, was oh, he no. not outside? Yeah, <laughs> so shagging
2: around. That's not a very good friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Do you think? And I guess maybe as an outsider, there seems to be quite this thing. I don't know, Chantal, if you've noticed this with. English, posh English men, it's like, oh, well, you need a bloody battle axe woman who, you know, none of these fluffy showgirls. At the end of the day, you want like a strong woman to keep you in order.
2: It's like they think having a girlfriend means having someone who, um, who's like, I don't know, judging you all the time when really all they're doing is caring about you. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They call you know, when when women do this, when women are like, oh, he's broken up with me. And back together, they,
0: that's called being dramatic and they love the drama when men do it it's just called boys having fun but they're doing exactly the same thing the men deliberately are kind of not calling their girlfriends or they say they're going to because they love the drama the same way the girls do they and love it they, they love, love that it just drama. as much they're just as into this silly little chase of oh she'll she'll be mad at me and I'll have to say I'm sorry and then she'll forgive me and then I'll have to buy her flowers and then I'll go on holiday and do it again and then it'll happen they, they love all that crap otherwise they wouldn't do it it's as simple as that they it's could the whole, just be the, single they love, the, they love the whole thing it's the whole
2: basis of TOWIE uh, yeah. if you, know what, you know. <laughs> TOWIE is basically lots of men being awful exactly. and then going, oh, sorry, I didn't mean it like that. Oh, yeah. I love you. I love you. Yeah.
0: Give them all a different education. It's basically Kenneth Branagh and his mates. So it's like <laughs> the same thing.
2: They could be like, you know, when like, ex-prisoners go into schools and say, don't end up like me. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh and his mates could go and sort of rehabilitate young boys to know what how to actually behave with their Exactly.
1: Partners. Well, so two years after meeting, they get married. They get married in a lavish London ceremony. God, oh, so he won and her back. He went to New York, won well, her back. He went and that to New York, it. and then they got married quite quickly afterwards. Oh, Emma! Imagine and, being her um, friend
2: watching this happen. She's one of her own screenplays, that woman.
1: Oh. <laughs> so, um, Kenneth Branner's best man on the day was a little actor you might have heard, Brian Blessed. No oh, way. I I imagine, imagine that speech,
2: speech
1: that would have been. Oh, oh God. This as somebody describes a speech, and I just think it shows just how unpopular Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson were at this period of time. Because this is what they said, he said in the speech. So remember, this is on their wedding day, happiest day of their life. Brian Blessed said, Out in the world at large, there were people who would want to pull down Emma and Kenneth but the people in the room loved them and it was very important that we all kept in touch with them and surrounded them with a lot of love because there was a lot of people who had enjoyed destroying them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brian. They
1: were unpopular
0: folks. Well, well, people people were jealous. (laughs) People were jealous.
1: Well, so there was a very particular accusation that was made against Kenneth Branagh Ooh. and Emma Thompson and I remember it at the time and now I look back and it's so quaint so they were told <laughs> the, the word used just to tear them down about how they were the absolute worst was they were lovies lovies remember that was all British people had to worry about <laughs> yeah, yeah, rich artistic people lovies
0: that's the worst thing you could say to a posh person in who worked in the theatre <laughs>
1: So some of the reasons that they didn't make life easy for themselves oh, no. was they kind of encouraged the comparison that they were the next Olivier's. It was very much like they're the next Lawrence and Vivian. They were like, oh, stop it. We're not. But like, they obviously loved it. Obviously, they loved it. Especially, I bet you, Kenneth,
0: especially. I can just see Ke- Kenneth could not wait for everyone to say that he was the next Olivier. Just, his whole life is just, if he could change his name by deed polls, Lawrence Olivier, he would, guaranteed.
2: It's also classic uh, tall poppy syndrome, isn't it? Really. When you go, oh, they're such lovies, just means that they're, you know, they're, they're very successful in their theatrical career. Yeah, exactly. Why, why would you want to put them down? Well, and, and being a lovey just means that you call people darling, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not a huge accusation.
1: And I think it spoke a lot to the
2: time. Well, first of all,
1: sort of in the 80s and early 90s, they basically were the I was just going to say, can we just industry. say they were lovey? It's okay,
0: this, this accusation yeah, yeah. was 100% correct.
1: Yeah. We're all talking around. oh, to be called
0: Louis. They were 100. If I think of lovey, I think of those two. Like, they were the definition of lovey. It's in the dictionary, <laughs> their faces.
1: <laughs> they could bring a whole career on, you might
2: be a lovey if, yeah, and then exactly. he could just tour. <laughs> totally. I remember um, Richard Attenborough getting upset that he was was accused oh, yeah. of being a lovey because he called people darling but he revealed the reason he called everyone darling was because he could never remember anyone's names of course felt like it that's was better part of to being just a call people darling isn't it because you meet so many people don't you darling yeah
0: and you, so, just, don't, uh, you just
2: don't care exactly exactly so so uh, is it is it that you're a lovey or is it that you're just forgetful <laughs> well so i'm going to give you some like some specific
1: examples from emma and kenneth's backlog and see if they if they didn't make life hard. First of all, they worked together a lot. So as soon as they were married, a lot of, they were in a lot of films together. They were in Fortress of War, they were in Luck, Back and Anger, Henry V, Much Ado About Nothing, Dead Again and Peter's Friends. She said that she always carries a copy of Virginia Woolf's A Room of One's Own and Shakespeare's sonnets around with her <laughs> at all times. And she wondered why people hated her. Oh
2: my God. <laughs> How big was her handbag? <laughs> Again, a
0: word that is often thrown around and I think overused but here I think is perfect pretentious. I mean, that is that is insanely pretentious. And then to tell people that you do it as well. Don't broadcast that, Emma. <laughs> God, so it was in my dang.
2: bag. Copy it, take a break. <laughs>
1: Seriously. <laughs> And then when she was asked how she felt about her TV comedy series, Thompson, being cancelled, she described it as a little allotment above which was a massive and incredibly beautiful oak tree. And that's Shakespeare. (laughs) i'm beginning to be
0: on kenneth's side (laughs) i think i'm beginning to find her a bit insufferable myself when she went to new york he's like oh thank god she's gone for a bit
2: (laughs) she only speaks in metaphors exactly everything's an allegory did did the the reporter say do you want me to repeat the question Now, Kenneth, obviously,
1: is no better himself. He's, he was described by his friends as being intense. That's a polite, word, quite... that's a polite <laughs> word for prick. <laughs> that's, that's all that is. And he was sort of ridiculed when... It's quite normal now, but it's, you know, times have changed. But when he was 30, for bringing out his autobiography called Beginning. Oh. And people just <laughs> thought it was
2: quite... Quite oh, these two cable. deserve what
0: they got.
2: Has he, has he released more? Like, has there been middle and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, near exactly.
0: I want to pray for the end. Just can't <laughs> wait for the end. <laughs> Anything yeah, okay. now, Kenneth. When's that on. one
2: coming out, Kenneth?
0: <laughs> Roll on tenderhooks. Bring it, please. For the love of God, please. End this.
1: And this was a real red flag for me. In both their Wikipedia bios, uh-huh. both of them were described as having a great. Love of words. Mm. Oh, yeah. That is just a red flag. When anybody says they have a love of words, (laughs) I just am like, I'm done.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Imagine having a conversation with someone who's a love of words. Good luck getting a word in Edgewise, Jesus. A love of words means a love of words of one's own, (laughs) which means of their words, no one else's.
1: And what I'm going to do is, and I might, uh, Pippa, get you to read this out. So I did a deep dive, you know, trying to find because a lot of it was about sort of the aftermath of their relationship rather than the actual relationship itself. What year are we in at the moment, by the way? Sorry, when you where are it's we now?
0: Ballpark. Like early nineties, mid nineties? Early nineties. So is she am I right in saying that they split after she won the Oscar for Pride and Well, Prejudice? Okay, so we're
1: gonna get the we're gonna get to this in a second. I'm gonna but presume I thought that was a leap in ahead. I apologise. So I'm gonna send this to Pippa. The reporter was asking because they were such an iconic they're so famous at the time. So he was asking different sort of like intellectual Actuals, their thoughts on Emma Thompson and Kenneth Branagh. Okay, so do you want to read this
2: out? Yes.
1: So this was Howard Jacobson, Booker Prize winning novelist, was asked his thoughts on the celebrity, artistic couple,
2: Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson. The two of them would have been much better at sticking to poor quality university drama. I think they are two of the worst actors in Britain today. (laughs) Ersatz actors playing Ersatz roles in Ersatz films for the American audience. Emma Thompson excels at being a dreadful and thoroughly non-English actress. Take Howard's End, an astonishingly inaccurate and artificial portrait of England. She won an Oscar in the worst film to come out of this country in the last decade. There is surely some form of conspiracy. I think we must all know in our souls that they are both risable performers. The whole cinema was laughing when I went to see Much Ado and I assumed it was because of its sheer awfulness. Oh, this guy's great. When I came out and everyone said they loved it, I thought I must have been hallucinating. It is the most embarrassing film I have ever watched. The sheer comedy of seeing that little man with his puny fingers on his pathetic hips trying to engage vitalities with the worst kind of middle class saccharine actress was extraordinary. I hooted with laughter. It is the only production of Shakespeare I have ever seen that made me think what a hopeless writer he was, and that is a real achievement. Branner has broken the the first rule of being a good director, which is never to direct yourself. America gets notoriously tired of fads and fashions, and I think their bubble may have burst by now, and there will be no future for them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. So Jesus, they, ruined, they ruined Shakespeare himself. When, when did Howard, where did Howard write this?
2: What is it? So this,
1: was, this was late 80s. It was a piece about them for Totler
2: but that uh, was for Tatler, right okay yeah okay so if because it reads sort of like a recorded conversation in a pub doesn't it rather than a, <laughs> rather than something that you would have considered and put into a publication and
0: it's go yeah yeah we'll print that that's great yeah yeah, yeah great stuff
1: yeah <laughs> It should have ended with and another thing <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> so What's happened is they are overexposed to this and they're always working together. And then something that sort of changes the dynamic. Emma starts getting cast in films that aren't directed by Kenneth mm-hmm. Branagh. Mm. So she wins the part of one of the main characters in Howard's End, co-starring Anthony Helena Bonham Carter. Isn't it Andy Hopkins
2: as well? HBC's in it though. That's the important bit. HBC. HBC,
1: right. HBC is in it. She wins Best Actress for that. Mm. Then she um, sort of has this really successful streak in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. She stars in Remains of the Day. One year she's nominated for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. Meanwhile, things aren't going that hot Mm. for Kenneth run off. Mm. he's doing fine but he's not doing as well as his wife things were getting so bad that apparently before the split he and emma discussed therapy to help cure him from the habit of falling in love on set oh my, oh my goodness. Goodness. That is. Hug.
2: i thought you were gonna say have therapy to cope with the jealousy that, that he experienced from her
0: success. I thought you say saying Kieran from, from endlessly putting her down whenever she comes home with another Oscar. <laughs> but she's uh,
2: like, oh, where am I going to put them all? Well, I'm running out of space. Can you put another <laughs> shelf up for me, please, Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this is, and I'd just like to say this is why I never went out with a performer as well, by the way, that was this relationship, because I could see that they were... Uh, that the, he could not cope with the fact that she was just suddenly eclipsing him completely in all of these different roles and was um so exciting. So you know there's there's a lesson in there. So he Don't...
0: kept falling in love with other not just shagging around. Fall coming back and telling his wife, Oh, I fell in love again. Whoops <laughs> like, oh darn, not again. Like he just accidentally fell into love every single time he went on
1: set. Oh God, Kenneth.
2: Gross. And it's like
1: don't wear this therapy, we can deal with this together, so she confirmed his problems when she sighed during an interview that Ken was constitutionally unsuited to being married and added that some people were just not capable of monogamy. my
2: mm-hmm. God, I the mean,
0: classic line classic he wasn't i mean they're from the st- how long were they together in total
1: and um, so they got together in eighty seven and the 1995 is the big year right, okay. that we're approaching very quickly. Okay. So, entering this story is mm-hmm. Helena Bone Carter on the set of Frankenstein. Dun, 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 dun. Mm. So, this wasn't the first time they met. And I just couldn't believe this was true, but I also knew my bones it must be true. This isn't the first time Kenneth Branagh and of Helena Bone Carter met. They first met in 1988 at a poetry reading on a boat. Floating down the tent oh, Shut the
0: <laughs> fuck up! I'm out. I'm done with and everyone here. And he was driving the boat.
2: She was <laughs> oh, wearing Jesus. a floated dress.
0: <laughs> I might have to move back to America after this.
2: <laughs>
1: uh. What a pair of wankers! <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I mean, I, Kenneth Branagh strikes me as somebody who just sort of wasn't even asked and just stood up and started reciting a psalm. Oh, one hundred percent, One
0: hundred. That's him at every single party he's ever been to. Yeah. yeah. He like, his, his, what's your favourite sonnet? His present to all of his friends is his performing a, a, a sonnet or a mo- yeah, monologue yeah. from some play. That's I didn't present. buy you a You're gift. You're welcome.
2: I wanted to give you an experience. The gift of theatre. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god! He's never
1: bought a wedding present for anyone no, in his life, no, has no, really? he? Yeah. <laughs> not once.
2: I'd rather have six toasters than yeah, a toast
0: from exactly. Kenneth. I'll have, I'll have an Argos voucher actually. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> Just anything but please not this bloody sonnet again. <laughs> Can I ask? The age difference between because obviously Emma's one year old, basically the same age, her and Ken is is Helena much younger. She is by like 10 years. I feel like if I made that up, is I, she feel, the same I age? feel like I
2: remember she was a bit younger. Hang I?
0: on, I'm gonna Google it right
2: Google now. It. Google it right now.
0: I feel like she's a solid 10 years. I'm, I'm with
2: wrong, you, so she actually. She was Chantel. born in
1: 66.
2: Okay, well, he then, was he's born, born in 1960, in...
1: wasn't he? So it's oh, six years. Oh, okay, age all right, not maybe. too shabby. Okay, so this is when their marriage shatters. He you know, and it's this isn't it is its public knowledge from all three parts. He left Emma for Helena Bone Carter. She has spoken about how rough she found it. So in an interview at the time, she said, afterwards, I definitely had clinical depression. She said she was crying a lot and seeing the story on TV and the papers only made it worse. It was tough. I think I probably should have sought professional help uh, before I actually did for all sorts of reasons. Divorce is a ghastly, painful business, but also fame in some ways is a ghastly, painful business as well. Okay, so think of Emma. Her heart's broken. Her husband has, let her, has left her for this glamorous younger actress. She's broken hearted. She sits at home. Um, I can't remember. Sorry, sorry,
0: can you back up to the glamorous part? Because Helena oh. Bottom <laughs> <laughs> Carter is many things. But glamorous wasn't one of them, babes. All right. I'm not letting you get away with that. <laughs> she was. She was young and last... gorgeous. She's always young and gorgeous. I'll give you
2: that. But clothes wise, glamorous is not a word anyone associates with Helen Bonham Carter. <laughs> I think... I think what we've got problem here is a translation problem where British glamour means that you brushed your hair. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: But I know, I think in their circles, you have to think in their circles, Lena Bone Carter, if you were like Kenneth Branagh and Stephen Fry, it would have been like, oh, this exquisite beauty. Like she's just stepped out of a, a Lancelot tale.
0: <laughs> well, and because she was actual genuine aristocracy as well. So I'm sure yeah. they were all kind of very impressed.
1: Mm-mm. He's like the working class boy from Belfast. Yeah, and mm. she's proper, proper blue. Let's return. So it's Emma Thompson. She's broken hearted. Broken. She's crying. Yeah. She, the only thing, okay, bear this in mind the only thing she can do is write. It's the only thing she can do. Ken had an old black cashmere dressing gown I'd given him one Christmas, and he was gone. He wasn't living it at home, but she still had that dressing gown she said i used to put it on and crawl from the bedroom to the computer and sit which
2: in her house by write. the way was like
1: three wings of a mansion
0: in her house that's yeah. why she had to mention that <laughs> it
2: was very drafty <laughs> yes
1: so think about this poor broken hearted emma thompson divorced publicly humiliated crying sobbing on her typewriter it was the only thing that could keep her sane what was she working on Annie guesses? Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> Sense and Sensibility. That's right. She was writing the screenplay to Sense and Sensibility that not only would win her the Best Adapted Screenplay mm-hmm. Oscar and a nomination for Best Actress, what would it also win her? The Love of Greg Wise. Oh, That's right. Iconic
0: who... Oscar speech as well, by the way. Oh, yes.
2: Yeah, very good Great speech. Great Oscar speech. I just feel like so this kind of story that, that makes it hard for people to feel sorry for for um, sort of posh people, isn't it? Because because it's <laughs> I cried into a cashmere my cashmere jumper and then I wrote an award winning screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> It's the sort of bit that people normally take out of your memoir because they go, we're trying to make them sort of see you as a real person. Uh, <laughs> trying to find the relatable bit here, Emma. <laughs> um, but I completely understand why she fell in love with Greg Wise as Willoughby because I had such a massive girl boner for him. Like, it was unbelievable when he rides on that horse also i think kate, kate winslet made him um so attractive just by the way she shouted willoughby when she was like yeah. in the fields all the time Willoughby, Willoughby. Uh, so and it's tough I, to make willoughby an attractive name that's right. not easy. exactly that's not Imagine, easily dumb that's it's, not if easily mr bunce dumb. was called mr willoughby
0: yeah we wouldn't <laughs> be having the conversation no everyone, everyone would be like what's his first
1: name we'll use that thanks <laughs> <laughs> So she gets together with Greg Wise and eight years after her divorce from Kenneth, she gets married to him Aww. and they have a daughter and an adopted son. Meanwhile, Kenneth Branagh, it doesn't last with him. Well, we know that. Bunkard, How long have they together three, for? Three
0: years. Oh, so it's quite a big one. Oh, I thought it was like a real short, like six, seven months thing.
1: Oh, so they actually were a couple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three hot and heavy years of the affair. Emma Thompson says afterwards, "It's all blood under the bridge. You can't hold blood on to that." Blood under the like bridge. That. I love that. I, love I mean, that's, that's a great. Bridge. Again, that's uh, that's
2: great. It's, it's well all done, Emma. That, that river is still stained. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know?
1: She says, "You can't hold on to anything like that. It's pointless. I haven't got the energy for it." Helena and I made our peace years and years ago. She says, we're both slightly mad and a bit fashion challenged. Perhaps that's why Ken loved us both. She's a wonderful woman.
0: You think they get around and have some wine and just make fun of Ken?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what, what I
0: would piss, do. going, pretty fucking small, wasn't it? <laughs> just to, just to that, that's all they do. <laughs> then in
1: 2003, Kenneth brother married film art director Lindsay Brunock whom he met during the shooting of Shackleton. Has he ever yeah. gone on a date with anyone he didn't meet on set? Or is it just not allowed?
2: He has to meet them on <laughs> set to want to date them. Maybe he doesn't have any time. He doesn't go and, you know, he's, he's always on set. There's no right, right, Peppa. Where, where would he go? You can't, read, you can't read Tinder if you're Kenneth Branagh, can you? You have to be on Rhea.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Peppa, why do you think, why do you think Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson, why did it not last? Um, what do you think?
2: <laughs> from your deep dive. Um, because of his roving eye, <laughs> yeah. basically. I mean, that's that's basically it, isn't it? Because it sounds like she would have put up with quite a lot. And uh, and he... I feel like he never grew up, in a way. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, he went to drama school. You said he went to drama school when he was 18.
0: Mm-hmm. At 15,
2: he was already writing a comic, Olivier. <laughs> like a weird, strange... He's writing to Olivier. So, so it means he, he never had his little... What they call you know he he was sowing his wild oats while he was also trying to be married in a nice house you know yeah um, but I do feel sad that it didn't work out because they did look great together
0: yeah um, they and made a um, lot of sense they did make a they lot made of sense. a lot
2: of sense.
1: Maybe it's because they were used to the whole tempestuous thing, and she like her running off to New York, and him following after her. And maybe just after a while, too much damage is done, and he doesn't follow, doesn't chase back after her. And then you're like, oh, it's over. Yeah. Well, well that, maybe maybe that that she got busy cheating. though. She?
2: <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can discount the cheating, but, also, yeah. but if she started getting popular, you know. So when you're into those, it means you've got time to be being dramatic doesn't it if you start getting really successful you start going oh i don't have time to deal with this right now so even it might be that they uh kind of grew out of the sexy yeah. drama and mm. uh, she's like actually i don't yeah i don't have time but then it's but then that like, then that's interesting as to why she was so broken heart by hbc really isn't it because mm-hmm. why would that affect you so much if this is so common
0: yeah i know I, what you mean if he was endlessly cheating yeah maybe cause it was maybe this one was more of a contemporary and she felt like oh i know helena she's just like me and maybe it's hit closer to home like like oh, yeah. your mate
2: your, you know your boyfriend cheating on you with your mate essentially Well, yeah or well, your boyfriend cheats with someone who's so much like you you're like yeah. i'm literally yeah. here. <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah you can understand if they go with someone Precisely. who's like completely different that's what i
0: was saying you get it mm. when it's literally you you're like oh god this is something deep inside of me he doesn't care about. (laughs) This
2: is really, this guy really doesn't love me. (laughs) This guy really has worked hard not to love me. He's really, really made an effort. (laughs) Well, it's at the part of our
1: podcast where we ask you the big, most important question. Oh gosh. In every split, there are winners and there are losers. So in the great split between Dame Emma Thompson and Sir Kenneth Brunner, who thrived
2: and who just survived i mean it's got to be emma emma <laughs> emma thrived we were all on her side I, I know that um belfast just come out but if you ask a young person like who kenneth branner is they probably won't know
0: yeah it's true it's very true he's very yeah. 90s everything about him is very 90s yeah. to me <laughs> still even his haircut is still yeah. very nice yeah yeah
2: she's definitely the winner. She's the winner, Grania. She's the winner.
1: Oh, another award for Emma. That's right. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah, reinforce we'll send it to the shelf. <laughs> put it in her cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know children, she put it on the downstairs. Loop. Oh, she was definitely yeah, one yeah, of them. Yeah. yeah, they love
2: doing that. They
0: use them as a doorstop. Yeah, yeah they love using them as doorstop. How many? Who, I don't use a doorstop end of
2: sentence. So who are these
0: people <laughs> using doorstops all the time? It's absolute bullshit. No one needs a
2: doorstop. <laughs> if you have a very drafty, big house with lots of wings, then you oh, do need a doorstop. Golly.
1: Well, thank you, thank you, Pippa, darling. Thank you, Pippa. No, darling, darling honest, it's
0: darling. been an
2: absolute joy, darling. Both we do you, still darlings. have
0: one more question for you, Pippa. Oh, do yes. yes. we do? Yeah. We have. One more star question for you. If you're ready, up for the challenge. I'm here. There is a certain someone that we're trying to find a love match for. She's out there. She's currently single. Who do you think would be a great love match for the one, the only Cher?
2: Cher. Yeah.
1: Who'd you set Cher up? She's on the phone. She's like, oh god. Dinner time. I'm Who's
0: alone. Free? I need a date. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna do?
1: I
2: don't know why it came to mind, oh. but it was Peter Crouch.
0: Oh, oh
2: nice. that is that is out of left field, and the pun is intended because he's tall. He's tall. Yeah, he's yeah. funny. He's is is down to earth. He'd be able to Keep a dance. I'm, can dance. Can, can I'm dance. sure Abby'd be okay with it. She won't. Mind. She'd be fine. <laughs> She'd be fine. Uh, I can see them being quite a funny couple because she's funny on the oh, old she's Twitter. Funny. Yeah. She's we funny. Do think,
0: we do think he needs. she needs someone younger as well. We tend to always skew oh, young yeah. for Cher. So uh-huh. P- he's an, he's a new one. He's a new one to the list. I like it. The, the goal for she, me and is go- eventually send her this list and then she can just pick one and we'll help her get them together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can see her, you know, when he's going down training. She like will go, arrive there. Somebody's got an umbrella. Yeah. She'd like stand at the side of the pitch for about Thirty
2: seconds, and they'll be
1: like, "Right, i got to go." <laughs> <laughs> I love you,
2: baby. <laughs> and and he'd he'd get her to come and sing on his podcast, wouldn't he? Yeah, like,
0: she'd be great with that. Oh, I, don't know I what thought you said a there's going to be a players. big audience.
2: There's going to be a big audience, you said, Peter. <laughs> is, yeah, you just can't, you can't see them, but they are here. Well, I I want an audience if you can't see it. <laughs> Just three bad share
0: impressions. Now <laughs> so, just, that's what this so this podcast always devolves into in the end. <laughs> well, that's a good what? one. Thank you so much. That's a great one, Peter and Peter and Share. I love it. I'm a fan. Sounds good. Sounds, fan.
2: good. Sounds good. Share Crouch, if she's decided to take that name. R- <laughs> right.
0: Please don't is do that, Share. Sounds no like Cher Crouch. Cher- <laughs> Couch. Yeah, it's not good. It's not. They could be be a good furniture store if they ever get low on cash, but otherwise, (laughs) I'm not into it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Pippa. That was an absolute dream. I loved it. Thank you.
2: It was Is there anywhere that our listeners can,
0: can see you, where kind our of listeners find you, find more of what you're up to?
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at IamPippaEvans. And uh, I, I turn up on things like Radio 4 every so often. And, I could uh, tell when you were doing that dramatic reading of the... Uh, of the guy reviewing
0: them that was very I closed my eyes I was listening to Radio 4 it was very I could tell this isn't her
2: first time with a rodeo
0: she's done this before this is a
2: professional I'm essentially a Butlin's red coat wrapped in a Radio 4 body I like it
0: I like it (laughs) The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman
1: production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman We want to hear your celebrity couple crush so email us on thewaytheywerepod@gmail.com, at gmail.com
0: or find us on twitter at thewaytheywerepod and or
1: on instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast thanks so much to audio boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening until the next time goodbye
2: goodbye the, the way they were,
1: were.